glory. I spend all day, every day in the Word and in prayer. Literally all day from the second I wake up to the second I go to sleep. All day, every day in the Word and in prayer. It's true. And in ministry. That's all I do. Priesthood of Melchizedek and there's nothing else for me in this life. And I'm very thankful, very grateful. But you need to understand what the scripture says in being patient with the immature. That's, that's what I was studying today in the Passion Translation in 2 Timothy. Paul's telling Timothy to be very patient with the immature. There's nothing you deal with that hasn't been dealt with before in people's beast nature. People get born again, they speak in tongues, but they haven't killed the beast. Proverbs 9.1 Wisdom has built herself a palace upon seven pillars to keep it secure. She has made ready a banquet feast and sacrifice has been killed. Every other translation says she's killed her beast, but the sacrifice is what? The carnal mind. Romans 8, the carnal mind. Your brain is the sacrifice that's killed by wisdom. Now we're not talking about killing your brain like you do on drugs and alcohol or on sin, but by slaying the beast with the glory of God. The glory slays the beast. The glory in the blood of the Lamb, the winepress of the wrath of the Almighty, the wrath of the Almighty is upon sin in your brain. Consciousness of self in your brain. Greed, covetousness in your brain. Lust for power and lust for money. Amen? Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh. Where's your eyes? Okay, so you need to slay it through the brain. You want to slay your lust? You want to slay your pride? Pride of knowledge? Pride of something about you? Anything in the brain, 100% of the time, is beast. Why? Because the Bible says the flesh counts for nothing, and that's the sacrifice of Christ crucified. Christ was crucified where? The place of the skull, Golgotha, the place of the brain. Unless you're bringing your brain to the altar of Jerusalem, the Bible says His sacrifice at Calvary was an altar. And unless you're bringing your brain to the altar, you're not actually a Christian. You're not. Because you're in your brain. And if you're in your brain, you're actually warring against Christ. So most immature Christians war against Christ. Why? Because they haven't killed the beast. They haven't brought sacrifice. There's no sacrifice of their soul for his soul. And so all these little infants in Christ come around and bother you every single day as you're feasting, as you're drinking, as you're growing in your inner man, as you're growing in the Spirit Word written upon your heart. As you're growing, they'll come around and their temptations are to pull your soul away from bringing sacrifice pull you away from bringing your soul to the altar of Jerusalem. Satan and his angels only work in the brain. So unless you bring your brain as a sacrifice, you will be continuously influenced by the red dragon, the false prophet, and the beast of the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ. Right? John says in 1 John, all that is in the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, about 30 years later, he writes the book of Revelation on Patmos and says, What's the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and pride of life? It's the beast, the false prophet, and the red dragon.
same author, just an enhancement of the same exact revelation growing in the heart to what Satan and his angels are in this universe. What's in the world? What are the lights that fell from heaven? What is the angel of light that deceives? What is Satan doing tempting Jesus Christ 40 days in the wilderness only with the quotation of Scripture? Only with what Jesus is supposed to fulfill in Scripture. Satan only tempts you with dead works. He'll tempt, oh well, unless you're into lust and stuff, and you already, you already know that's wrong. So the only temptations of the angels of light, which are angels of religion, religious devils, are to do dead works. Most of you haven't repented at all from dead works, and you can't even discern between the living works of the spirit and the dead works of the brain. Religion or buildings made by human hands are built up by dead works. Why? Because there's no churches in heaven. No churches in heaven. That's what scripture teaches. There's zero church buildings in heaven. And you can fight that word all you want, but the Bible actually says, I looked and there was no temple there. The word temple there is shelter or church, building made by human hand. There was none. There was no churches there. I looked and there was no churches there. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its church. Now, people fight that tooth and nail. Why? Because their brains are still in control of their life. They haven't killed the beast. They haven't killed the false prophet. And they haven't killed the influence of the red dragon in their brain. Even in the works of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you can operate in 60-fold in buildings made by human hands and lead the whole world astray. You could lead the whole world astray. Why? Because you're not leading them to the Father. You're leading them to an apostolic Father, which is leading the whole world astray. Every apostolic network in the world leads the world astray. Why? Because the kingdom age hasn't manifested the perfection of the third day church yet where there is no shelters. That's why I know everything that's been done in the church age, the good, the bad, and the ugly, has been done with mixture. Mixture. You have never seen the perfect before, ever. You've never seen it. You know nothing about it. You can say you do in your brain. You don't. You don't know what it is. What it is, is climbing the mountain of transfiguration, which is Calvary, and completely dying to all your human ability. You know, Peter, James, and John. Well, James gets killed within the first few months, martyred in the book of Acts. He's gone. John's around for a long time. And Peter's crucified upside down by Nero Caesar, you know, about 40 years later. John continues on, you know, 30, 40 years after Peter. And he's still down here. And he's telling you the most intense revelations in the last book of the Bible of how you can overcome the very things that killed Peter, his best friend, that killed James, his own blood brother, the sons of Zebedee, the sons of Thunder. And it's like Christians still haven't brought the sacrifice to, to walk in what John walked in, which is the sacrifice of your own soul. <laughs> that is the only thing holding you back from never-ending revival, from prosperity, and from healing. What is it? It's us. It's us. It's you clinging in control of your life instead of climbing Calvary and dying to self and living to Christ. How do you climb Calvary? 
by His Word written on your spirit. That's why hardly any of you read the Word very much. I'll be quoting Scripture nonstop for 11 years of broadcasting, and people contradict and conflict with the Scriptures that are continuously brought every day. They don't know the Bible. They don't know Revelation. They don't know Hebrews. They don't know Genesis to Revelation. They have such an infancy level of the Word. (laughs) And people have their own interpretations of the Word. How many of y'all know the beast has his own interpretation of the Bible? Now what's the beast? Where's the mark of the beast? The brain. What's the God of the beast? 666. Where's the first mention of 666? Solomon receiving 666 talents of gold annually from the Queen of the South. It's money in the brain. It's idolatry. The mark of the beast is the idolatry of the brain. Hello? Truth anyhow. Do you have 666 on your forehead? Or do you have Jesus Christ on your forehead? A slain soul. Revelation 5.6 I saw a lamb looking as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God. God's sevenfold Holy Spirit sent out at Pentecost through all the earth. Has the Holy Spirit slain the beast? Why does he have seven horns and seven eyes? Wisdom has built herself a palace upon seven pillars to keep it secure. It's the Holy Ghost coming out of your belly, the seven spirits of God, the river of life coming out of your belly and slaying your carnal brain, slaying the animal brain, the animal sacrifice, using Jerusalem's offering of Jesus Christ for what it was intended for. To slay the beast, the false prophet, and the red dragon. How? With the seven spirits of God. What are the seven spirits of God? The Holy Ghost. And it only flows through the written word. I was reading today. You can only go deeper in the spirit by the word. You want deeper encounters? You need more word. You want to go higher in the spirit? You need more word. You want your spirit to burn brighter? You need more Word. Put the Word on your spirit. How? Meditate on it day and night. Joshua 1.8. How are you going to get your promise then? Meditate on this Word day and night. Have the Word always before your eyes. Have the Word always in your ears. Have the Word always in your heart. Every single person that operates in rebellion has the Word not written on their spirit. That's the only way you can be obedient, is to have the Bible written on your spirit. And if the Bible's not written on your spirit, you're operating in what's called lawlessness. The Antichrist lawlessness is having the Bible not written on your spirit. <laughs> you, you think that like, well, quoting scripture all day, walking in the scripture, breathing the scripture, living the scripture, living epistles, the word made flesh, do, that it would be applauded that people could recognize it, that they could see the prophetic word written on your heart, written on your spirit, and your spirit made firmer still, your spirit gelling in the prophetic word. Do you think that people could see it? Oh my God! Opposite, they persecute it because it exposed their works are evil of the carnal brain. It exposes the beast. 
It exposes the selfish motives of their religious brain. And what is the 666 of the brain? Idolatry of money. Money, money, money. Idolatry. That is the number one thing why people get offended. And John knew it. John dealt with it in full-time ministry for 70 years. He was an expert in dealing with beast men and beast women. An expert. He laid it out for every minister that would ever walk the earth. The book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ. 22 chapters to write on your spirit for your spirit to gel in the exact same likeness of the Messiah living inside your own body. That's what Revelation is. It's the DNA of Jesus Christ the Messiah. It can gel your spirit to have the messianic experience, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen? Full spiritual stature. That's how the Godhead is made flesh through your inner man. Now you have the Godhead, right? Colossians 2.10, you're made full. Your spirit, what's our problem? Our brain has been our master and we've tried to do Christianity in the brain. That's all I deal with from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep without one break in 13 years. Non-stop. The brain, the beast, coming around and needing ministry, needing help, always messing up, always screwing up. Listen, you cannot serve God in the brain. You can only slay the beast. How? With wisdom. What is another name for wisdom in the scriptures? Love. Love. Wisdom has mixed her wine. Is there another place? Oh, lo- God is love and be drunk with love. Song of Solomon 5. So you're telling me, Solomon, who wrote all these verses, that wisdom is love. Divine love is the cup of wisdom. The cup of the new covenant is a cup of wisdom and it's a cup of love and it's the cup of the hot blood of Jesus. You can really tell who's been drinking it and who's not drinking it. First of all, those that don't drink it have no life in them. Every time they quote scripture, they do it out of their brain, out of the beast. They do it out of the dead letter that kills. Not to build up your spirit. Not to Acts 20.32, building up your spirit with the word of grace that's able to give you an inheritance set apart for the sanctified because their words have no grace on it. Unless it comes out of your spirit, there's no grace on it. It's not alive. It's not prophetic. If it's not alive, it's not prophetic. If it's not prophetic, it's not alive. And if it's not prophetic, then it's a dead letter that kills 100% of the time. Our problem is, is that we're not deep enough in the river because we're not willing to give up idols, 666, on our forehead. We're not willing to give up the ability to make money. That is the number one thing according to the scriptures, that you're not willing to give up your ability to make money in the natural realm. It's called works. Works. People work for money. You work for money. And if you don't give up your brain for working for money, you're a slave to idolatry 100% of the time. How do you get set free from the curse of the fall, which is the slavery of money in your carnal brain, working for money? That's the curse of the fall. You're going to till the ground, Adam, and it's going to be hard labor, hard work, and that's how you're going to make money. Fallen angels have been exploiting you ever since. Except unless you get your brain slain and you live out of Christ in you. Christ doesn't live by those rules. 
grace fulfills the law, but grace works in the river, in the spirit, and it kills the beast. So almost everyone that says grace doesn't operate in grace. It's just theology. It's just beast doctrine. It's just brain. (laughs) That's why it doesn't really work. And people have all these examples of unbelief around the world because it's all just brain theology, brain doctrine, beast Christianity. Beast Christianity is 99.9999999% of Christianity in the world right now in 2019. Truth anyhow. Truth anyhow. People reject bringing sacrifice. You want to see weeping and gnashing of teeth? People are like, well, I don't know why there's not a thousand people watching this right now. This is so powerful. Because they don't want to sacrifice their souls to the river. You stick around here for a week, you'll probably go astray too. Because these people will not bring the idolatry of their brain to the river to die permanently with Christ. To trust the Father for finances. That's it, for provisions. Jesus talked about provisions continuously. Sparrows, clothes, finances, sowing talents. It was all about provisions. Do you understand? Do you read the gospel? Do you read the Bible? Most of you are so offended because you want to separate money from the gospel. Jesus didn't. Jesus talked about money more than heaven, hell, faith, and love combined in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Why? Because their main concern was provisions. Jehovah Jireh. We got to pay taxes. We got to pay temple taxes. We got to eat. We have to do stuff. We'd like to have a vacation. We want to live a nice life on earth. And you can fake it as much as you want, but most of you, that's the main thing you think about. Idolatry, 666 on your forehead. The beast nature. That's the human nature. That's original sin working in your brains. It's true. And then the fallen angel comes around and makes you feel guilty about it. You think about yourself all the time. It's always about you. You're always thinking about ways to make money. Idolatry, idolatry. Money, 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 idolatry. (laughs) You're greedy. And listen, Satan has a case on every single soul on earth. Unless you bring your soul to the altar of Jerusalem and die at the place of the skull, then there's no case. But listen, your case is not absolved. All these people that claim scripture, all these people that claim grace, you can name it and claim it and blame it when it doesn't work because you didn't bring your soul to the altar to burn. All that paperwork is held up against you in the heavens. And the only thing that removes it is the burnt sacrifice, the slaying of the beast with wisdom, with the love, with the cup of the new covenant. And what it is is the total removal of the curse of the fall off your brain. And you live out of your spirit now and not the flesh. The flesh is the brain. Everyone knows flesh is bad, but it's like flesh is this thing out there somewhere. You know, most people are so addicted to pornography and lust, they think flesh is their genitalia. It's not. Flesh is your brain. Satan and his angels only tempt you through the brain. Most of you haven't gotten that yet. (laughs) But when you slay the beast, you realize there's no more temptations. That's the only place the enemy has ever spoken fears into your life. Fears mainly about finances and provision. And once you finally bring the sacrifice of your brain to the altar to burn in the Holy Ghost fire, you know, resting tongues of fire, where are the tongues resting? Acts chapter 2, we love the drunken glory, but where are the tongues of fire? 
on our brains. Why? Because the brain, the beast, has been slain. He poured out his spirit upon the brain, upon the flesh, to slay the beast once and for all. Now let your brain be slain. Let the beast be slain. Then what's going to happen? Glad you asked. She has made ready a banquet feast. She's sacrificed the beast. She has mingled her wine, and the table is all set. Proverbs 9.2. Proverbs 9.3. She has sent out her maidens, crying out from the high place, inviting everyone to come and eat until they're full. Whoever wants to know me and receive my wisdom, come and dine at my table and drink of my wine. (laughs) Turns you into a minister of the new covenant. Turns you into a minister of wine, the Odes of Solomon. Mary's Odes of Solomon, first century hymn book of the Christians of the first century. says, Blessed are the ministers of the drink. Don't you know that everyone that operated in the power of God was a heavy drinker of wisdom and love? Otherwise, you couldn't minister one drop of the third heaven your entire life. You want to minister the glory of God? Kill the beast and start drinking. Then you're sent out. She has sent out her maidens. She has sent out her servants. Wisdom is Jesus Christ himself. Jesus has been made our wisdom. It is written. Didn't you know it? And Jesus is the wine. So we're understanding now, Jesus is our wisdom. He has been made wisdom unto us, it is written. And Jesus is our wine, and Jesus is the drink. And we drink the blood of the new covenant whenever we remember him. So it's the Holy Ghost. It's the river from his throne that slays us. And we've had a little bit, but we need a lot more. You need a lot more drinking. How do you get a lot more drinking? Thirst. Those who thirst are filled. Hunger. Those who are hungry are satisfied. How do you get thirsty and hungry? By falling in love. Not by school of hard knocks. Not by rebellion. Rebellion is not your taskmaster. No, 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 no. Rebellion gets you killed. A lot of people go into rebellion nowadays that have tasted of the glory, never come back and die on drugs, alcohol, and sexual morality. Die on idolatry. We've seen it hundreds of times. There is no safety in rebellion. There is no guarantee you'll ever make it back to the river if you leave and go into rebellion. I have seen thousands leave and never come back. Thousands, even tens of thousands. Rebellion is not your taskmaster. Love and intimacy with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in your heart is your teacher. Christ is your teacher. Christ in you is your teacher. You're taught out of love. You're taught out of wisdom. You're taught out of everything of the kingdom of heaven swirling and whirling around you. It's called mixed wine. He's mixing it up. He's stirring it up in your spirit, and then he explodes it through your brain. You need to have it always washed through your brain. A lot of people have so little love, so little grace, and so little word working in their spirit that their brains are dry, so they have to go to the natural realm just to feel good. They got to eat that food. They got to drink that drink. They got to have those natural pleasures. They got to do all this stuff in the natural realm because their souls are so unsatisfied on Christ. That's because you're malnourished. You're dying for lack of feasting at the table of the Lord that's been set up as a banquet by the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the intimate knowledge of the Father of glory. Amen. Put the word in your spirit. 
His word is truth. He has sent forth his word and he has healed you. He has delivered you from the grave, it is written. The word working in your spirit causes you to grow in brightness. And that brightness is shared through your brain. And you renew your brain by your spiritual growth and by the word and by the grace of the Lord Jesus in your spirit. Three things that Paul always said be with your spirit. Grace, peace, love, and the word. And then he had the whole letter after that. So you put the whole letter, all those words, into your spirit, and then he mixes it with grace, peace, and love. Amen? So your spirit's built up with the word of grace, the word of love, and the word of peace from the Father and His throne and the Lamb and His throne in heaven. And so the reason why we can minister that third heaven throne is because it's developed through our spirit. Our spirit is awakened by the Lord Jesus. And when your spirit's awakened by the Lord Jesus, then God used Paul to awaken 10 million people. Paul, God, Jesus Christ, Acts chapter 9, awakened one guy, Saul of Tarsus, he became the Apostle Paul. Then Paul, awakened with the Word, awakened with the grace, awakened with love and peace, was used as a vessel, as a temple of the Holy Spirit, to go around all Europe and the Middle East to awaken 10 million people. That's always how it's been. Once you're awakened inside, you can awaken others. If you're not awakened inside, what are you doing? You're ministering religion to people. You're killing everyone. Especially the worst is the false prophet. I see false prophet ministries continuously because there's so much carnal mind. These people haven't even slayed their brains. They're just given all kinds of nice, warm, fluffy crap that sounds like prophecy. And you know what? The false prophet Jezebel is a principality. She can send demons to spy on stuff and get information. Satan was an accurate voice in the garden. He said, well, your eyes are going to be open. Yeah, your natural eyes are opened. He, wasn't, he was lying, but he wasn't lying. He used truth out of a fallen angel realm that had no life in it. So the most deceiving thing is religion because it's truth with no life. It's truth with no glory. That's how all the religious demons tempt your brains. Truth with no glory. Truth with no wine. There's no wine in it. There's no wisdom in it. There's no love in it. There's no resurrection power in it. It will never build up your spirit. Most of you don't even know the difference. If it's all fluffy, prophetic garbage from Jezebel for the brain, you can't even tell the difference. <laughs> and that's why you see so much confusion out there right now. I look around at them. You, I don't think most of you understand the situation here in Babylon the Great. It's severe. It's dire. And people that are a little bit woke, well, we're not the only ones. I know there's a remnant, but trust me. I'll just tell you the truth. The situation is worse than you could ever imagine of how much trust even the prophetic church has in the carnal mind and how influenced their brains are with Jezebel. That's why even the leaders of the prophetic church are full of paranoia and full of covetousness. Even still, most of the prophetic leaders of the prophetic church still have the mark of the beast on their foreheads. Most. Almost all of them. They're still idolatrous in the brain. That's why it's always about the next book and they got 20 books out and it's always about the next CD and they got 30 CDs out and it's all about making money. Now there's nothing wrong with having money added unto you. Jesus had a treasure, but it's not in divine order. It's out of the idolatry of the brain. If you're in the river, there's gold on the banks of the river. Genesis 2, it says there was gold on the banks of the river. And that's the difference here. 
See, false Christians of the brain live in idolatry and they put makeup on it pretending like it's spiritual. But they're idolatrous. And then they'll accuse the real spiritual ones of being idolatrous. But it's all going to be exposed for what it is in the coming days. God is bringing tremendous justice. But the only time that a person's not practicing idolatry is when their brain is underwater in the river. That's the only way you'll actually get to know Jehovah Jireh, the Lord as your provider. Jesus said God even provides for sparrows. Most of you are wondering because you've gone sometimes in starvation. You've gone, you've had to live in your car. You've, you've missed payments. You're in debt. And it's like, well, I read all these scriptures, but none of them work in my life because you're full of the mark of the beast in your brain. You haven't brought sacrifice. You haven't crucified your brain on the altar of Jerusalem with Christ's brain. You know, the place of the skull. You have to bring your skull to the altar to burn it in the Holy Spirit fire for any verse in the Bible to work through your spirit. Otherwise, you're operating out of the idolatry of the brain, the flesh. The flesh. The flesh. You're operating in the flesh, and that's why the Bible does not work for you. When you put the Bible in your spirit, it works as long as you stay in the spirit and your beast and your brain say stays slain. Revelation 5.6, I saw a lamb looking as though it had been slain. It's slain with the word of the Father. It's slain with the Spirit of God. Jesus is our example of how to live as perfect sons of God. He was slain through his brain with seven horns and seven eyes. Revelation 5.6, it is written, Our only problem is that our souls are not slain with the Holy Ghost. That we are still in control of our businesses, our ministries, our families, our lives, and we don't trust God the Father to father us that much. Very little. And the little bit we have, you know, we get puffed up and pride about it, and it's like, look what I did, look what I did, it's me, 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 me. And it's like, well, we got a little more slain to do. The brain needs to be a lot more slain. Hallelujah. And guess what happens? You get glorified. You get every breakthrough, every promise fulfilled, every prophecy fulfilled. The promised land opens up for you. Your promised land, people of the Holy Spirit, is in the slaying of your souls, the slaying of your brains. Amen. Out of the seven spirits of God from your bellies. And when your brain is slain, it opens up everything God has prepared for you. It opens up heaven on earth. It fulfills every word of God ever spoken into your heart in your entire lives. The only problem is we have not given up the idolatry of our brain. We have not slain the beasts in our heads yet in order to experience the fulfillment of prophecy. The fulfillment of the promises. The fulfillment of the promised land. And you know, he was alluding to the wine of the new covenant even back then. Joshua and Caleb, Jurassic wine grapes on their shoulders. And they wouldn't believe that it's as simple as just receiving the wine. And they died in the wilderness because they couldn't drink the wine. The promised land wine. It was available for them. They, Forty more years they wandered around in the desert. They could have just entered in. All they had to do is drink. Will you go around the desert another 40 years? Will you die in the wilderness? Will you die in the desert? Or will you begin drinking wisdom's cup? Will you begin drinking the wine of the new covenant and killing the beast and living in the celebration 
that wisdom has prepared for all nations, tribes, and tongues. I pray you do. We love you guys. Be blessed. So is seed into Red Letter Ministries. It is written, 1 Corinthians 9, Whoever works in the gospel should receive their wages from the gospel. Donate cheerfully and liberally at redlettermen.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.